Sorry, I wasn't sure if I was supposed to come up or not. Um, thank you so much for that special, uh, ladies. What a blessing. Um, I guess that's why we're having a baby shower tonight, too. It looks very exciting out there. There's gifts out there, and Pastor Dan and Kelly, well, Pastor Dan, and with Kelly's support, we're able to share their <laughs> testimony tonight. Um, but I hear you can go and get the other side of the story at danandkelly.com. That's with an IE. So praise the Lord for... Um, for God's goodness. That is a miracle. We've seen a lot of miracles. You know that, right? We've seen a lot of things, what God has done. And God is so good. And uh, I, 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 um, I just want to say one more time what a wonderful missions conference we have. And I, I hope, hope you realize that. And, and some of you maybe had to work or were not able to come. I want to encourage you to get the DVDs of the sessions. Um, some of the uh, presentations, the video presentations we'll be putting on our TV uh, missions display uh, but boy, it was really good. Wednesday night, I know some had to be at Kids for Truth and upstairs and things, but I really want to encourage you to get those and, and listen to that. Um, again, if if we just, if we pray and ask God, you know, what, what do you want me to give towards missions? If I, I want to put a challenge and a plea, it's something you can pray about. If you just give, if we get 50 more people giving 10 more dollars, that's $500 a month. That's, that's four and a half missionaries, okay? Um, that would be wonderful. And so, can you do a little bit more? And for some, it might be just starting. Okay, um, can you can you start giving? I mean, what a what a way to what a way for your faith to grow, and what a way for you to get involved and and be a part of this process. So please be praying about that. And I know there's not just foreign missions. We need to be reaching our own Jerusalem, and uh, we need to be about the gospel. It's not just about money. It's about about being part of God's this glorifying God, and uh, he, he receives all the honor and the glory. And so let's be about his kingdom. Our kingdom will not last. It won't. Um, only Christ will. So if you would, open your, that's the message before the message. Open your Bibles to 1 Corinthians 13, and we're going to look at verse 7. 1 Corinthians 13, verse 7, we'll start at the beginning. Um, really, tonight I think we're looking at the crescendo of this passage of uh, the perfection of love. And so we're going to see this kind of just crescendo. Is that the right word? Yoshi means it's it's just really coming on in its fullness. I think it means getting louder. But we, we see that this conclusion of how love is defined. And it's and it's so wonderful here um, to look at this in the, the four parts, this filter that we can ask ourselves, are we having true love one to another? in having this spiritual, this agape love. So 1 Corinthians 13, uh, verse 1. I'll find it too here. <clears throat> we'll start reading, and uh, then we'll pray. 1 Corinthians 13, verse 1. Paul writes, Though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels, and have not charity, I am become as a sounding brass or a tinkling cymbal. Think about that. If you knew how to speak even a heavenly language or all the languages of the world, boy, what an asset, what a, what a neat thing. But if you don't have this, this Christ-like love, this spiritual love, you're just making noise. Verse 2, And though I have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and though I have all faith so that I could remove mountains and have not charity, I am nothing. You have all these wonderful spiritual gifts, but you are nothing. Verse 3, and though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, and though I give my body to be burned, very sacrificial things, and have not charity, 
it profits me nothing. There's no value. The preeminence that love has to have in our lives in those verses. And we've been working our way through this passage over a few months. The perfections of love. Charity suffers long. It's patient with one another. It's kind. Charity envies not. It's not jealous. Charity vaunteth not itself. It's, it's, it's not about praising oneself. It's not puffed up. It doth not behave itself unseemly or is not rude. It seeks not her own. And I think that's probably one of the main definitions or main descriptions is love is, is, is selfless. Is not easily provoked or irritated. It thinks no evil of the other person. It rejoices not in iniquity, but rejoices in the truth. It bears all things. It believes all things. It hopes all things. And it endures all things. There's that crescendo. Charity never faileth. All right, let's pray. Father in heaven, we ask this evening, Lord, that you would help us, Lord, to see the truth of your word. And Lord, how we need to respond to the difficulties of life, respond to um, the treatment of others, how we need to think with a Christ-like Love, how we need to filter things through um, this description of love, the spiritual love. And uh, Lord, tonight I ask that you would help us to draw near to you and closer to you. And, and Lord, I don't, I don't know what the difficulties are tonight, but I pray, Lord, that you'd help us to remember what you've done for us through the cross, through what Christ has done. And uh, Lord, that you would help us to, to demonstrate that love one to another. Lord, we love you now, and we thank you. We pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. I want to take you a survey through some verses before we get into the main passage today. Some verses on love that Paul often, often Paul talking to the different churches would give. First, Timothy 1.5 says, Now the end of the commandment is charity out of a pure heart. 1 Corinthians 14.1 says, follow after charity or pursue it. 1 Thessalonians 4.9, for ye yourselves are taught of God to love one another. Romans 5.5 says, the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost, which is given unto us. Colossians 3.14, and above all these things put on charity, which is the bond of a perfectness. Philippians 1 9, and this I pray that your love may abound yet more and more in knowledge and in all judgment. Hebrews 13 1, let brotherly love continue. 1 Thessalonians 3 12, and the Lord make you to increase and abound in love one to another and toward all men, even as we do towards you. Philippians 2 2, fulfill ye my joy that you be like minded having the same love, being of one accord, of one mind. 1 Peter 4, 8, And above all things, have fervent charity among yourselves, for charity shall cover the multitude of sins. Hebrews ten twenty four, And let us consider one another to provoke unto love and to good works. And lastly, 2 Corinthians 8, 8, 
I speak not by commandment, but by occasion of the forwardness of others and to prove the sincerity of your love. You see, folks, there's going to be times where we're we're going to be proven. We're going to be tested if we have this type of love that God desires for us to have. And this last uh, verse of this this portion that I that I believe the perfection is the the description of love here is the idea of you see these this these two words all things in the Greek it's just one word but beareth all things believeth all things hopeth all things endureth all things this all thing is is an idea of it's no hyperbole it doesn't mean that we're to take everything there's certain wrongs and sins that need to be dealt with and. There's, there's a court system and the government there is, is supposed to protect us. But there are things that come our way in, in God. God and his love, he, he's allowing these things and he's testing us and causing us to trust him more and to look to him more. And in these things, these all things that come along. And as he says, to, prof, to prove the sincerity of your love. The first point this evening is the difficult. Um, the multitude of love's difficulties. The multitude of love's difficulties. As we look at these all things, I, I, I say that there's, there's really four areas that we contend with. The first area that we contend with is, is really ourselves. Don't we? As, as Paul said in Romans seven eighteen, For I know that nothing good dwells in me that is in my flesh. For I have the desire to do what is right, but not the ability to carry it out. I'm wanting to do what's right, and there's something in me that doesn't want me to do what is right. And so we have this flesh, and everybody everybody, put your hands up and squeeze your hands, okay? Do you feel that? That is a flesh, and there's times where we want to be lazy, and there's times where we get tired and fatigued, and there's times when we're not walking in the Spirit, and the Bible says that there's this war that goes within us. And there are times that we have to just contend against ourselves. There's times that we have to preach to ourselves. Because we're not in the right framework. We're not in the right mindset to love others when all these things come. When we're to love others. Whether they be Christians or lost or world or whatever it might be. And I think primarily in this passage, we're talking about the all things, the conduct of other people. Uh, The persons who were called upon to love. The best of the saints will try our patience. And as for the ungodly, everything in them will oppose the drawings of your love. We've been reading through the life of David Livingston. um, And we kind of put it off for about a month, but we're trying to finish it out. We have one chapter left as a family. And, and you know, it's very interesting in in looking at, reading about missionaries and and, uh, reading. And lots of times these biographies are very, very um, transparent. And you find out more of what they went through. And they were just ordinary people that just yielded to God and trusted God. And I I think in some ways they're extraordinary in that way. But ordinary in the sense that they're just like you and me. And uh, he talks about there how he went and really prayed about where to go. And God was leading him to Africa. And well, he he thought he would go. He was a single man at the time. He thought he would go with another another, uh, married couple. And as he got on the boat to go over there, it would take uh, several weeks to get to Africa from where he was at in, in um, I believe it was England. And uh, he said as soon as he got on that boat, as soon as they the water started rolling, um, the wife of that gentleman, she got very sick and, and very tough. But then as that, as that came, there was a lot of really complaining and different things. And he knew right away, oh, man, this is, 
this is going to be interesting. And this is someone he looked up to and, and thought this would be someone we can help and we can work together. And by the time they got over to Africa, um, she had gotten a little better and working through some of those things. But they didn't get along very well. And you think, missionaries don't get along? <laughs> he said, actually, and I've talked to other missionaries, sometimes that's one of the number one reasons why they come home, um, unfortunately. And as he, as he talked about that, he talked about how difficult that was, but how God gave him the grace, and he ended up, that caused him to go more into the interior of Africa. And God used that, but he had to show that love to that other couple and, and keep himself back. Later on in, in uh, David Livingston's life and his, his ministry there in Africa, his brother Charles, when he came back to England, his brother Charles um, had went to the Americas to be a pastor and then came back and he encouraged his brother Charles to come to Africa with him and he was going to help support him. But he said, let's wait for the mission board. And, and when uh, his brother heard that, he, he wrote a letter to the mission board and he, he resigned. And David Livingston thought, oh boy. <laughs> And so he went over with David Livingston, and as he's on the field there, Charles, Charles was, was complaining. It was really horrible. He was really sad. His brother was not a big help. He was actually a detriment. And folks, when we look at this passage, these all things, there's times where it's not just the ungodly. It's dealing with one another. And that's, that's sad, but that's the idea here, that we, we are working, and there, there are times when there's difficulties with with even brothers and sisters in the Lord, and especially with the lost. This morning we watched a video about uh, um, called Dispatches to the Front uh, in two Sunday school classes about Albania and Kosovo. And um, in there, one of the testimonies of the lady was about her, her sister and how her sister came to know Christ through a single uh, woman missionary that just loved on her, and, and she ended up getting saved and uh, her father heard about it, and he said to her, he said, it would be better if you became a prostitute than a Christian. And he beat her. And in that country, you can be beaten, and you can, it, they don't have a regard for women. And the sister also was very upset and took her Bible that this missionary gave to her and ripped it up in front of her. Could you imagine going through something like that? And the one lady said, she said, I was this women missionary. The sister said, I was I was like a shark out there. She was trying to fish and share the gospel. I was like a shark ready to pounce on her. But through the love of Christ, God worked in her heart. and She ended up getting saved. And then her son got saved. And then that father who, who beat his daughter ended up coming to know Christ through his grandson. The love of Christ did a great work in their heart. You see, folks, when we look at these all things, it says bearing all things, believing all things, um, hoping all things and enduring all things. These all things are things that will come in their difficulties. And there's a multitude. There's all kinds. And we know that Satan is as a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. Folks, there are all things. There are trials in our life and there are people in our life that are there to <laughs> cause us. To look to our Lord and look to, the, look to Jesus Christ. There's a multitude of difficulties that go before us. But through love, though love has many difficulties, it overcomes them all. And that with four ways here. You see, it says, it says that it, it um, endures or it bears all things. It beareth all things. 
And that really, and we'll talk more about what this Greek word means, because it doesn't mean exactly what we often think of. But the idea is really that it forgives. Love forgives. Love is able to forgive, and we forgive even as Christ has forgiven us. Love believes all things. And and this really is the idea that we trust in Christ. We know that God is in full control, and and, and we want to trust God that God's going to help us and that we're that this person, we, we may not understand everything. And if it's a believer, they may, be, they may be so tempted. There might be so much going on in their life that maybe they have sinned, they've done wrong, but it's because they're going through a time of temptation. You're believing the best. You're believing that, that God can help them and that, that God can use you to help them. It's not responding and, and complaining or responding and arguing or getting upset or returning evil for evil, but it's the idea of believing, believing that God can use you, that God can help this person. It is, it is also the love here. It's love that hopes all things. This is the, the idea of we rest in expectation that gentleness will win and that long-suffering will wear out malice. Reminds me of Romans 12, verse 20. If your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he's thirsty, give him something to drink. But by, but by so doing, you will heap burning coals on his head. Do not be overcome with evil, but overcome evil with good. That's the idea. It, it hopes all things. That's the idea of a, a certainty, a confidence in what God's going to do in this person's life in this situation. And then lastly, it, it uh, um, endures all things. And you, you kind of see a crescendo here. You see the idea of it, this idea of bearing, believing, hoping, and then enduring. We see this, this pattern of what God is doing. It's almost like filters. And so there's a multitude of difficulties, but there's the triumph of love, love's labor. Don't ever let anybody tell you that love is a feeling. Love is not a feeling. Love is far beyond a feeling. I just want to be in love. I want to have that feeling. That, it doesn't happen that way. It might have felt that way when you saw that, that lady or that man years ago and Felt like that was the one and you ended up getting married. But you soon found out after the honeymoon that love was much more than just a feeling, didn't you? <laughs> you could only live on love for, well, I want to be careful. <laughs> but um, love goes far beyond just a feeling. Love is something, true love that we're talking about is something that comes from God. It's something when your spouse is going through a hard time and going through some physical problems or some issues in their life that that you still love them, even though you're getting nothing back, even though maybe you're getting a sour face or a few words that aren't pleasant or, or whatever it might be. It's still loving. and It's that sacrificial love. It it goes through and it covers even when there's there's sin and things It the idea is it's not just exposing and let everybody knowing. Let everybody know what's going on. And, and you know, it's interesting. Lots of times in, in marriage counseling and things that are going on, uh, you know, true love, what? It doesn't just tattletale on the other person, all this. He's got all these problems and these problems and this problem, or she's got this and that. True love bears all things. This word bear comes from the Greek word, which means roof or cover. The idea is really that you cover all things that you keep things confidential, that you keep quiet about certain things. It's not that we're trying to expose every problem that somebody has or that our spouse has. And you, you see this often with children in their own um, sinfulness. And really, 
their self-righteousness, whenever they go and they see someone else doing something that's not right, they're going to go tell the authority figure. Um, and I could give you illustration after illustration with my own kids. Um, even this morning, my little daughter comes up and she says, the boys have markers out. <laughs> Are those permanent markers? Yes. So I'm not, boys, I'm not trying to pick on you tonight because, yeah. But, uh, yeah, Sharpies are permanent markers. But praise the Lord, they didn't get it on their clothes and things. But, um, but it's, it's in our heart to expose people's sin and people's problems. If you don't believe me, just go to Fox News or CNN or get a newspaper. It's all talking about the latest scandal. And uh, many times it's those type of stories and maybe some feel-good stories too. But instead of covering a multitude of sin, bearing that, not trying to necessarily bring all that to light, it, it's, the idea is here is that we are to cover it. We need to deal with it at times. But how much does it mean to somebody instead of exposing and harping on them and to say, hey, I love you. Um, you have some issues, but we'll work through those. Right? When we, when we get married or when you got married, you got that person good or in the good times and the bad times. You got the whole person. Perfections, imperfections. And there is no perfections. You're part of a family. That's why they say blood is thicker than water. Um, in a church, and there's times where, we, yes, things need to be dealt with. But the idea is we're, we should never, the Bible says here just a few verses back, it says, love rejoices not in iniquity. It rejoices, but rejoices in the truth. Looking at those positive things that have been done. Um, someone said, it is not honorable to men or women to be common informers. Love stands in the presence of a fault with a finger on her lip. She imitates the pearl oyster. A hurtful um, particle intrudes itself and unable to eject the evil, it covers it with the precious stub- substance extracted out of its own life by which it turns the intruder into a pearl. I would desire to keep ready for my fellow Christians a bath of silver in which I could... Um, Surround them and in all their mistakes with love as the dripping well covers with its own deposit. All that is placed within its drip. So would love cover all within its range with love. Thus turning even curses into blessings. You see, folks, this idea of covering and it's the idea of bearing. Do you see how there's kind of a correlation? It's it's covering the sin. It's it needs to be dealt with at some point. But it's covering and it's trying to show that love and responding and that care and that help. And that is bearing. There is an idea there that you are helping bear the load to help this person grow. You could respond in anger. You could respond in frustration and irritation. And you can respond in self-righteousness. And you can respond with correction and that, that eagle eye right away. But that's, that's not the idea here. Love covers all. Do you see what I'm saying? It's helping that person. It's helping one another. I praise the Lord for those that that helped me to cover. During the 17th century, Oliver Cromwell, the Lord Protector of England, he sentenced a soldier to be shot for his crimes. The execution was to take place at the ringing of the evening curfew bell. However, the bell did not sound. 
The soldier's fiance had climbed into the belfry and clung to the great clapper of the bell to prevent it from striking. When she was summoned by Cromwell to account for her actions, she wept as she showed him her bruised and bleeding hands. Cromwell's heart was touched and he said, your love shall live because of your sacrifice. Curfew shall not ring tonight. You see, folks, there's the idea of covering, of of loving that person so you can love them along. You accept them where they're at and you you do want to help them. But I'm telling you that love goes much further than that eagle eye and just that correction all the time. And I'm preaching right to myself with raising my kids. In raising our kids, it's love that does a work in hearts. Did Jesus come to condemn or to save? To save. He came to take your sins and mine. He came to atone for your sins. He didn't come and and come and say, well, you, you, Nathan, damn, this is your sin and this year's your sin and your sin and your sin. And I am the righteous one. Sure, the, the light exposes my sin. He is the light of the world and he is the word of truth. But he came not to expose all that sin, but to make an atonement. And truly, the Holy Spirit is the one that works in our heart and he shows us our sin and righteousness and judgment. Folks, how well are you doing at bearing all things and bearing one another? How well are we doing? It's not easy. But it's what Christ has done for us. And it's a supernatural love. This is something that God gives. And he helps. Love believes all things. So as we look at the first filter, it, it, it's the idea of it, it covers. Uh, like that, that oyster and the, and the precious pearl that develops. And it protects. It's protecting that person and helping that person and, and helping and nurturing. It believes all things. True love believes good of others as long as it can. And when it is forced to fear that wrong has been done, it gives the accused the benefit of of many a doubt. When the thing is too clear, love says yes. But the friend must have been under very strong temptation or else the good man must have been mistaken. Love's blind eye is to the fault and her bright is for the excellence. It is said that once in the streets of Jerusalem, Jerusalem, there lay a dead dog and everyone reviled it. One spoke of its uh, currish breed, another of its lean and ugly form. But one passed by who said, what white teeth it has. Men said as he went on his way, that is Jesus of Nazareth. Surely it is ever our Lord's way to see good points wherever we can. It, it believes all things. To the unconverted, she does not believe that... She, that they are converted, but she believes their conversion is possible and expects that the word she speaks will be God's instrument of salvation. Do you want a model of this? Look to your divine master once again. He had no faith in man's goodness, for he knew what was in man. But he had great faith in what could be done in men and for them and for the joy that was set before him. In this, he endured the cross, despising the shame. You see, love labors, it endures, it believes, and it hopes. There is a hope in that, in that video today 
of the one woman that ripped up the Bible, she spoke as though the person that did that was another person. (laughs) Truly, that was before salvation. And each one of us has that old man. But it's God that does a work. And that's our hope, that God can do a work in others. That God can save this person. And, And people are watching how we respond and how we show that love to them. That Christ-like love. And it truly endures all things. This is the idea of perseverance. This is the idea of going through those different things in order to show love to that person. Boy, you read of, or or you hear of these stories of Moldova and, boy, Iran, the Middle East, these, these different countries and all that the Christians are going through trying to reach their family, and, and many are being disowned and, and thrown out of the house. Folks, there's persecution that takes place in our, our homes. Thanksgiving time, what takes place with unsaved family. It, it endures all things. It goes through that because you love that person, you want them to come to know Christ. Folks, we ought to expect, we ought to expect persecution. We ought to expect Uh, Things that are said to us. In the Sermon on the Mount, it says, Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake. For theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Or there's there's a reward in heaven. We ought to expect it. You see, folks, there's a multitude of troubles that are all around. There's there's truly, we find, um, we we find, uh, what was it? The, uh, The triumph of our love. But lastly, I want to see one thing, the source of love's nature. I want you to go to Hebrews chapter 12. This was already quoted a little bit. The source of this love, which truly it's a fruit of the Spirit, but it's been demonstrated by the Lord Jesus Christ. Hebrews 12, <clears throat> just really verses two and three. I believe you can see all these things that that love covers all things, that it bears all things, it believes all things, it hopes all things, it endures all things. As we look to the crucified one, the Lamb of God who died in our place. It says, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. He completed it. Talk about believing all things. He is the source. He is the finish. He's the beginner and the finisher. He's the completer. He's the captain of our faith. He believeth all things. We look here also, it says, who for the joy that was set before him. That's hope, folks. The joy. He went through all these things because of the joy that he'd be at the right hand of the Father, that he would have accomplished what the Father wanted him to do, that he would make a way that we could have atonement. He knew that everything he was going through, through the mocking and the scourging and the shame and and how the others wanted to destroy him, there was the joy that was set before him. That's the hope. Folks, we we have a a confident expectation that one day we will be with our Lord. Um, In class this morning and this last Friday, we I went over to the memorial service for Charlene Blinn. It was it was a small group and it was really uh, made up of high school graduates. Um, Well, it was her graduating class. Okay, (laughs) they're not high school graduates that age right now. 
In fact, this year is their 50th anniversary. And we talked about Charlene, and some of you don't know Charlene, but Charlene lived a couple blocks away, and, and as we knew her, she had uh, muscular dystrophy. And she would take her scooter, and she would drive her scooter down the road and over here and through the rain and all kinds of things. She would come to church. And uh, Pastor Her did a Bible study with her, and, and uh, she came to know Christ, and she wanted to be baptized. And so we, we did not do a public baptism because it, was, it, would, it would have been very tough. But we did have, I think, five, six people, and we felt like that was public enough. And I uh, helped her, and she, she got baptized, letting everybody know what God had done in her life. But, you know, she went downhill from there. She, she, not quite there, but she, you, don't, you know, Pastor, you know when she, her first time she came? It was Christmas Eve 2005, So I looked at our records. But her health really went down, really went down. Probably the last five years of her life were very difficult, very, very difficult. But, folks, what is our hope? Whether it's a physical adversity or someone else. Our hope is one day we'll be with Jesus. It says in Romans 8 that the suffering that we go through now is nothing. It's not worthy to be compared with the glory that shall be revealed in us. You see, Christ here was the joy that was set before him that he endured the cross, despising the shame and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. See, he beareth all things, and I'm just going to say it's the cross right there in this passage. That he, he took our sin, he made a covering for our sin, he made an atonement. He, he covers our sin and he covers us with the precious blood of Christ that washes away our sin. For consider him that endured such contradiction of sinners against himself, lest he be wearied and faint in your minds. Folks, it's easy to be wearied and faint. It's easy to let these difficulties come in and, and we just start feeling the burden and the pressure of those things. And, and it's so much easier to get in the flesh and not show that love one to another. But folks, this is, this is the crescendo of this portion and this, this ver- these verses, I believe. Love bears all things. It believes all things. Love um, endures all things. Love hopes all things. This love will never end. It lasts forever. Let's pray. Father in heaven, we are so thankful this evening for the precious blood that was spilt on the cross for us. We're thankful, Jesus, that you took the very wrath of God and you made a a propitiation for us. You satisfied that wrath so that we could be covered in your blood Lord, you didn't come to condemn us. In fact, there is now therefore no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. Lord, I pray that you'd help us to remember that, that, that it's, it's not our job to condemn people. It's our job to point them to Jesus, the one who can forgive and cleanse. And so, Lord, I pray this evening that you would do a work in our hearts, Lord, that you would show us those areas, those difficulties, those things, whether that's a, 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 a person, that's a family member, or that's even, could it be somebody in our own church? Or is that a, a lost person, a neighbor, a person at work, somebody at school? Lord, help us to see that the all things are the all ones there and how we need to, 
we need to show that love back to them. We need to we need to uh, be that sweet aroma that showing that love that that draws people as as you work in and through us. And and as we we share the love of Christ and and uh, Lord, that that does a work in hearts. I, I pray, Lord, that you'd, you'd help us to to keep looking to you, to look to the one that that is the author and finisher of our faith. And Lord, when we're weary and in our own minds and, and this is tough and and we get down and we. We get in that cave and we take our, our lenses of, of faith off. Lord, help us to, to put those lenses back on and look to our Savior. Father in heaven, do a work in our hearts now, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen.